Hey, how's it going? Agro here from the Juicing Room Podcast. Before we get started with the episode you're listening to right now, I would just like to take a moment to tell you about a survey we here at the Juicing Room are running uh, of the little demographics and trends on our corner of the internet full of fun people. It's not an obligation. You don't have to fill it out, obviously, if you don't want to. And you can be as specific or non-specific as you want to be. There are a few required questions just to gauge like certain trends, like get a baseline understanding of things. But like I said, be as specific or as non-specific as you want. It will be linked in our Twitter page and will be listed in this podcast description as well. So you can just freely access it from anywhere. Other than that, let's get started with your episode. Thanks for listening to our wonderful mumbling. The following podcast contains coarse language and sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, it's the Juicy Room Podcast, episode not nine. Episode nine. nine. The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, God. Oh, fucking Jesus. <laughs> well, already we've started a fight. Sup, fuckers. Um, <laughs> we're back, bitches, and it's, uh, it's cold. It is. It's very cold um, right now. It... It is very cold. It's I, I've been delivering pizzas, and like it's been cold enough to where I've lost feeling in my hands. Oh, God. Do you have gloves? I have gloves, but I can't find them, which is not great. But, um, alrighty. So, how are you, Seth? How are you today? Uh, I'm indoors, and I'm still unemployed. That sucks. COVID is great. Watch, we post this and COVID is completely eradicated. That'd be fucking amazing. It'll never That'd happen. That'd be great. That's completely amazing. I mean, it's interesting because we recorded we recorded the interview segment of this podcast about like a week ago, and we got into a lot of oh, like yeah. political discussion, but none of it involved the uh, the insurrection at the Capitol because that didn't happen yet. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. Uh, we won't say who we interviewed until we interview until the interview, but oh, that would have been fun to talk about. Um, so yeah, that happened. That's happened between the time in which we interviewed the person, uh, and that's not a long amount of time. It feels like a month. <laughs> not at all. I feel like by the time I feel like whatever subject matter we talk about in this podcast, like whenever this goes out, it's probably going to be outdated by the time it goes oh, out. Oh, it will. It, that That's that's the thing. I don't like uh, trying to make too much of an it a thing about it, but yeah. It will be delayed until somehow we can manage to streamline the editing process and unless someone has the has the time and energy you know, it, it, I don't know what I'm, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> We're going somewhere. Uh, we're we're going somewhere, but we don't know where, and we know it's bad. Oh god, there's no knowing where we're going. <laughs> there's no earthly way of knowing. <laughs> so anyway, how about we uh, we'll formally introduce ourselves for those who are just tuning in for the first time. Uh, my name is Sassy Viper. I go by uh, she, her. And I am Agro Wonks. I go by they, them, so any pronoun is fine so long as you're not a dick about it. Don't be a dick about pronouns. Don't be fucking shitty to me. Uh, that's all. That's Don't be shitty to me. Don't be shitty to Sassy. Enjoy the show. Um, this, this, like I said, this is episode nine. Um, 
we're recording this uh, from quarantine. I I can't remember if the eighth episode is recorded in quarantine as well. The last two, I think, were recorded in quarantine, which <laughs> I don't know what that says about this pandemic or the frequency to which these episodes are being released. If we get to a third episode, it, like, oh shit, fuck. <laughs> we get to a third episode. Sorry, that was an alarm. <laughs> I forgot I have alarm set. <laughs> I thought, Scared I thought the that was ever just a, living fuck out of me. I just I thought that was like um, a like a a segue to like our next bit. Uh you know what? That's a good point. We should probably just use that as a segue. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh our first uh segment, as usual, is uh Tailmate Clips Review. However, we are not going to be reviewing uh, any further um, solely tailor-made clips, though it would though, they'll, they'll probably make up the majority. And uh, uh, we will not be recording them in batches or ranking them. We're just going to be talking about clips individually. We're going to be talking about clips that we like, and uh, then we're going to be potentially hosting a straw poll to see which clip we talk about next. Yeah, I will. When, uh, once this goes live. Um, I will post a straw poll in the description for you to select which we review. Um, I will legitimately just post one. I will post like one question of two clips, and y'all get to decide. It will be both like they can both be bad or good. Um, I like I will literally just pick from the selection that I have because uh, there there's a lot to choose from. There's almost two hundred blueberry clips, not counting the men. We need to figure out which clips we need to review, and you gotta help us! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need so much fucking help. <laughs> I I need so much help. I am so tired. <laughs> so, so tired. Um, uh. So, the name of this clip, uh, I, have to, I have to pull it up. Um, it, it, it's a clip that I like. And I picked this one at random because obviously we did not make a straw poll because nobody knew this was we were going to make that change up. Okay, it is called Schoolgirls Blueberry Transformation and Explosion. What I have learned about these titles is that sometimes they are ungodly descriptive, and other times they say absolutely nothing to allude to what happened. Yeah, initial thoughts. This was this was an interesting clip. I it is on one. On one hand, like, it's like, sometimes the amount of overacting can get a little bit grating, but it's also kind of an interesting source of comedy. Like, there are so many lines in this clip that I was not expecting to hear, like, oh, maybe, maybe you're turning blue because you're poor. <laughs> Such a <laughs> shitty thing to say! Crystal, I think her name is. Yeah. The, uh, the other actress in this clip. She was great. <laughs> she, yeah, she's usually, like, when she plays the role of, like, a dominant personality. She's really funny. Like it's unreasonably funny. But we, like she's also there's a clip where she's a, where she's the inflatee, and there's another person who is the inflator, and she's funny as that. So I, she's just I want to see her either do stand up or sketch comedy because this is bizarre. <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite clips for a number of reasons. She's just so good at like absurdist humor. It's like, okay. First off, this implies that. Like Wonka gum is not a regulated substance. Like let's just let's just sort of explore the logic of this clip for a second and the world that it lives in. Not only that, but it's such an uncommon occurrence that people don't know what happens until it happens. 
What the fuck is this clip? <laughs> uh, we should probably summarize it first. I've seen it enough times to know it sort of, like, like pretty well. Um, there are two actresses. Uh, Jenna J. Ross, who is a fantastic uh, pornographic actress and uh, generally isn't in a submissive position. She's usually in the dominant position. And uh, Crystal Clark? Crystal Clark. And they are playing two schoolgirls <laughs> in detention. And Crystal Clark gives Jenna blueberry gum and chaos ensues uh after a while jenna just explodes well and she's like she's gaslighting her the whole time like she knew that uh, she, Jen- <laughs> she knew that jenna would probably like she knew the dangers of giving jenna that gum but it's like she's still chastising her like oh you're getting so fat and ugly like wh- what the hell is wrong with you shit the entire video it is the single greatest part <laughs> she's just like <laughs> she like there's a pro- part where she's like where where she's where Jenna wants to be rolled wants to be juiced obviously because if she doesn't she will explode and she that th- it implies also this clip implies that death is not only a common occurrence by this means it is completely and utterly like, like people do it all the time so it just fucking blows my mind okay. no but okay <laughs> so there's a point where like. She promises to juice Jenna, and then then she like then Jenna like you know is like pinky promise, and she's like yes, to which she just then blows it off. <laughs> just a piece of shit. Oh, it's so funny. On second thought, nah. <laughs> she set scissors on the suit. <laughs> put scissors on Jenna. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I never really like. I never really like thought through why it was so weird, but it, it's just so weird, and it's so fun. I don't even know at this point if she's just being sadistic or clueless. And frankly, it's kind of funny that I don't know. It's f- okay because like the personalities they play. Because Jenna plays a naive sort of like uh, she's supposed to be like I don't know frumpy, but it's Jenna J. Ross, and she's hot, <laughs> so it's hard to believe. <laughs> In its own right, it's kind of it's interesting because like the the way they're dressed, it's like you would not expect those two to be typecast the way they are in this uh in this clip. No, it's a complete subversion of what you expect, like of of stereotypes. Which that's fucking dope as shit. It's not really a cognitive dissonance in any way. It adds to the to the to the fucking scene. It, it adds. It also kind of adds to the absurdity of it too. Oh yeah, Jenna's also like really small, and she's supposed to play like this short kind of like you know petite, uh, like frumpy chick. And then Crystal's supposed to be the popular, super hot, super fly, cool chick. And so like the, the on top of Jenna being like I think way too small for the suit, <laughs> she's really short. On top of that, Crystal's really tall. Crystal's taller than her, and when they're when she's finally swelling and she's eye level, she looks like she's genuinely stuck <laughs> uh, but the makeup like I'll, I'll i'll start with the effect stuff the makeup work in this clip is phenomenal it's like really smooth and solid blue you know it's a, it's a good shade and it's it's nice that like a pet peeve of mine when watching some of these clips is that like the shade of blue that they color the actresses is not the same shade as the suit and so like i'm glad that they were able to like oh know, yeah Get that, get that right in this clip. There is a clip that there are two clips that are good examples of them finding a matching color shade, um, but with different contexts of the color shade. 
this is a good one of it matches the suit but also matches the the context of blueberry it's a little more lively then there's chimanthropy i cannot i cannot for the life of me pronounce that thing i'll send it to you probably whenever we do it but it is completely and utterly a weird word and in that clip uh they get latex paint that matches the color of the latex suit so it looks like she's made entirely out of balloon stuff it's it's interesting but this is one of the clips with expert uh, effects uh where it really shines though is just the the chemistry of the two the two uh characters because you get great lines like maybe you're turning blue because you're poor or or man you make a good footrest or something which again <laughs> She looked very uncomfortable resting her feet on that giant fucking balloon. Yeah, a sort of inanimate object play in context of blueberry inflation is one of my fantasies personally. Like, I like the idea of inflating somebody and then just lying on top of them like a waterbed. But when you have when you have a limited budget and props that can only do so much, you can only pull that off to like a certain extent. <laughs> it's just really funny. It just. She's she's really trying with these really big heels. <laughs> like they're not small, and they look like if if she, like she says if like stop moving around, you'll catch and then pop. <laughs> Which then Jenna reacts with aggressively moving her. <laughs> and I wondered how I wonder how close they got to actually popping the suit in that instance because that was really close. Oh my god. Oh, um, I need to, t- the scissors thing. After, like, she threatens Jenna with the scissors, like, in terms of, like, placing them on her, she then genuinely threatens to stab her with the scissors. Do you remember that? I, I do. I mean, like, when you're threatening to pop somebody, it's like, yeah, sure, you're, like, you're, you're basically threatening their life. She, she holds it above her head, she holds it back. And when it, she does it, it has one of my favorite instances of, of like their editing where it cuts from one position to another. The audio is seamless. And just to add effect to the fact that it is a sharp object in Crystal's hand, it makes a, like a knife like noise <laughs> for some reason. I'm just like, we know it's going to pop her. It's, it's scissors. <laughs> but they decided to add it in. They wanted to, they really wanted to drive that point home. They're like, oh yeah, let's, we're gonna, yeah, she's gonna pop. She's gonna fucking pop. <laughs> you see these sharp objects? It's gonna make a bitch pop. Yeah, uh, the the thing about the color change in this one, I think, that's that's kind of, has been repeated, but not exactly achieved in the same way, is it's it's a good example of their freckled color change, which they have in a couple of clips, um, as well as using feet to, show the transition that's not my favorite <laughs> i don't like feet i i know like when talking about the most logical places for like a human body to start discoloring whenever they're transforming into a blueberry like the nose is not usually the uh most logical place for that to start but it's the place that we're most used to because we've seen that in the movies but yeah, looking at the feet and the legs, that that just seems a little bit more like even that's kind of pushing the uh, the suspension of disbelief a bit further. True, true. However, they do both. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Yeah, they, they do, do the both. they do the feet, and then they do the nose, and then she has like like blue freckles and stuff. And she's blue hand, and then either they say that it's blue freckles or it, like Crystal calls it like pimples or something. 
which is just fucking rude. <laughs> God, like, oh. and it sucks that Jenna won't do another clip with Taylor, like, I, like, or hasn't been able to, because she's just the best when it comes to this kind of shit. Oh, she's just really funny, but like, the color change is very interest is very interesting. There, there are ton there are instances where the color change kind of takes away from the transformation, uh, but the makeup at the, after the full blue coloration really like shines uh but i don't think this is one where it takes away i think this is one where uh you can literally have it go from no blue to all blue and it can be fine or you could have the small speckling and it'd be fine um i will say it's the instances where jenna's nose is blue and she's crossing her eye because she's confused and she wants to see it is really funny i don't know how you couldn't notice that your nose is blue when you cross your eyes I know what color my nose is, and it just might be that my nose is fucking huge, but you could definitely see it turn blue without having to look at it. <laughs> I mean, I one thing I will say is that I, I would like to see them experiment more with, like, lighting and, like, chroma keying certain colors in, because I feel like the abrupt change from, like, regular human skin to, like, perfectly saturated blue is a little bit jarring. So if there was a bit more, if there was some way that they could do like more of a seamless transition to that, like I would like to see, I would like to see more of that if that is possible. I will tell you, uh, in the first two suit clips they did with uh, Holly and Kiara, um, they do have that. They do have that really? sort of transitionary period, and the way they achieve it, I think, uh, can be pulled off pretty easily. It just would get repetitive, and that's what I think. Uh, Taylor's fear is, is getting too repetitive. Also the expediency of it, but it's possible. And I would encourage them to do that. Because, you know, it, it would de- it would definitely, like, aid in the gradual transformation and stuff. It's just an uh, interesting, you know, methodology. And there's also ways to do it with... Uh, I know Violet's Alice, uh, she did a... Uh, she's done a couple photos where she's, like, overlaid a piece of paper on a lamp. Not like a piece of paper, like wax paper, you know? Or some sort of really thin... Uh, mm-hmm. paper and then like like she that that's how they did it with the original they just overlaid it over light and the blue was like like slowly and gradually added in i mean you could definitely do it so like yeah. it's not hard it's just sort of like it's kind I of mean, they, they they could do it they did it back in 1971 so yeah like i'm pretty sure like anything you could do back then anything you can do back then barring the illegal stuff you could definitely do now <laughs> oh absolutely oh like, child labor laws are something you need to keep in mind side note i've learned some stuff about denise nickerson's uh acting career outside of wonka at the same time as wonka that have made me profoundly upset and i'm just like okay <laughs> but i digress um my final takeaway from the clip is it is a fun clip it is definitely bizarre and it's one of my favorite ones because it's just it's a wild ride from start to fucking finish you have no idea what the fuck's gonna happen well i mean you you do have some idea what's gonna happen because that's kind of why you're buying the clip in the first place obviously but like like you just like you don't you, you have no idea why Crystal's being so mean to Jenna. There's no reason for her to be so mean to Jenna. And she's just so mean. Because it's, it's so fun. funny. Because it's like, she's trying to be mean. But how can you be mean to somebody who's a giant? 
Because they're blue, they're ugly, and they're poor. That's oh, why. They're at the bottom. What the fuck do you do from there? Just keep digging. I'm at bedrock. Just keep digging. Just keep digging. They'll make a good footrest. Oh god. It, um I, I I like I I recommend this clip for just a general enjoyment purposes. I, I, either either way, it's it's just fun. Um I have a straw poll in the description. The two clips we'll choose between are um, probably the first Holly clip uh, with with the suit, which is just as fun. Um, I know we sort of half reviewed that at the in the first clip review batch, but I kind of want to dive in depth with that one. Um, and then we'll do the the initial Mika. We we could ch- you can choose between that one or the Mika Tan suit one. I think there's only one with Mika Tan in the blueberry suit, and it is definitely fascinating um so yeah vote what you'd like to see and then we'll do it v- vote blue no matter who shall, shall move on yeah let's let's move on to our next segment it's going to be a bit of a interesting segment because uh because sassy's a morph artist uh are you 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 edit photos and uh this this segment's called ethics in burying actually it's called ethics in bury journalism <laughs> So there's a lot of ethical lines that you have to cross in this community, you know? For starters, when you edit photos, you are, you're editing stuff that is publicly, that has to be publicly available, or you're kind of crossing the line, correct? Correct, yeah. So when you're an inflation artist, if you're drawing, if you're, you're basically creating something from scratch, like, there's... I mean, obviously, you don't want to draw or portray anything illegal. There are still boundaries that you don't want to cross, but there are definitely fewer of those in most mediums. With regards to morphing, it's like, you need to be careful about the subject you choose and what gets shared publicly. And basically, you need to be more concerned. Like, consent is a lot more of an issue with regards to being a morph artist. Yeah, because when you're drawing, it can be it can be altered. Like, uh, I know for a fact that Aloysius Erotic Art does a lot of celebrity uh, co- weight gain comics, but uh, I think they alter the names of the celebrities somewhat to make them into fictional characters of some kind, but inspired by. Um, with Morph, you're just doing the celebrity. You're just doing the people. So you gotta be like you got like you gotta have this concept of well, they're a public figure. That's sort of like their their images out there. Whereas if you like if somebody asks you to do something with like their quote girlfriend or with someone they know and they say that this person has given consent, you have to be much more aware of how to ascertain that that person a did give consent and b whether or not this is done out of like good intentions. You know? Yeah. If you check my commission rules, I have a whole paragraph dedicated to this anybody yeah it's like i always ask who the person is what is their relationship to the customer in question and what uh, can they provide some proof of consent can they talk to me can they again verify that they're a real person basically can i verify that they're a real person or that they have consented to this yeah i will say that the more willing they are to participating in it, the less likely I am to scrutinize them over it. 
There was one commission I got from a guy recently uh, who wanted me to do a shrinking morph of him. Basically, make him tinier and make it look like that he's shrinking into his clothes. I didn't really need to ask for any kind of proof of consent from him because there is... With regards to shrinking and size change, like, that kind of requires a lot of additional collaboration on behalf of the subject, because, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot more, like, if I'm just making a blueberry, then I can just superimpose all of, like, I could just morph the subject and then superimpose the berry body on top of them. Make them blue, you're good. Make them blue, make them fat. You have to have some sort of coordination. Yeah, you Um, you need to have a lot of coordination with regards to shrinking. I remember, uh, there's this model i used to follow on tumblr ages ago named Paige elliott and she was one of, she was fantastic she's just really fun um but and she planned to do blueberry clips before sort of just dropping off the face of the earth and she's fucking dope as shit but i, I but she, like it's unfortunate she never did but like she was a part of a group that did inflation and size stuff and um she did i think uh she did a couple of more where she just where she shrank and that does require active participation because it's kind of you know hard to do without some form of participation. Well, and because the um, the customer in question was willing to play ball and participate and like give me the shot, like give me every shot that I needed in order to pull this morph off, I didn't really need to scrutinize him over whether or not he was real because he was already contributing and he was enthusiastic about it, and I, I delivered a what I consider a pretty good end product, and he really liked it. So yeah, that's. There's a Tom Scott quote uh, that 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 this reminds me of. It, uh, consent is a cons- it's a consistent and willing yes, you know, and that's just in regards to sex. But this is not this is this is a little more complicated because it's sex adjacent, uh, and it can be posted publicly, and it can be and it can utilize an image, you know. That's why I don't ever post any morphs of private, private figure, figures uh, unless the subject has already okayed that to yeah. be a thing. Which is, I feel like that should be a given rule. Unless somebody specifies otherwise, don't post the stuff that you, like, are commissioned um, without asking them first. Uh, that's a rule with me, and I write. I don't even use their image. I just write, and I, like, write stories. And I still am like, do you want to post this? Do you, like, because, you know, you want to give the customer say. In the instance of, like, because I, like, I, I sometimes photomorph. I sometimes alter images. But, like, I have been asked at least seven different times by the same guy, um to edit photos of these girls he knows i don't know if i should call this person out. i'm not going to use their name obviously but they're but by the time i finish describing them everyone on instagram who watches this will know um yeah there is this dude who runs six accounts pretending to be these women and i completely debunked his entire thing with a fucking straw pull <laughs> yeah you told me about this one. Oh, fuck it was such a fucking cathartic thing because i'm like this man is clearly not real how am i going to get it to verify that he is not real at which i i set up two things there's a website called stat counter where you can count the clicks on a website and where they're from i used it to track a bunch of like mean asks on my tumblr blog ages ago and then there's also like you can just verify that the, the same ip address can't answer more than once on a straw poll which that was what really got it um he answered the initial one with the with one of the accounts and then the other account was like i can't i can't select this so it was very obvious that he wasn't you know 
or he was not telling the truth and that he is this person to which i said you're not a real person like you are not a real account this is a fake account like don't do that if you're a customer ethically speaking if you want to see images of your like like your 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 crushes as blueberries i'm sorry but keep them in your fucking head <laughs> or learn how to morph yourself and then keep the morphs to yourself yeah and, and if you do like don't post somebody's image without their consent you know yeah keep, keep that keep that shit to yourself it, it, it's such a fucking easy thing it's such an easy thing to do but people sort of overlook it because I think th there is definitely a trend of like behaviors in the community in which people feel entitled to, you know, works by artists and entitled to images of what they want when they want it, regardless of who it harms. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of part of the reason why I just stopped taking requests for a while and then eventually came back and decided I, I want to do this. This is something I enjoy doing, but I would like to be accommodated for my talents and I would like to open up yeah. options. You, you'd like you want to do your best work, not sleazy work, because one of the things that sort of uh, made me feel icky about like doing anything is just doing work with people that clearly have no idea that their work is is being like their 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 face is being used in that way i like i don't think i've ever made a morph of somebody who didn't know that you know but i know there 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 have been instances in which that that's happened and when you post it publicly when you when you post those things when you like look at that and you and you say you know what i feel entitled to seeing this person as this I'm going to ask every fucking artist on the planet to do this person, even though that that's not, that's not right. Um, because like you can hurt people legitimately. It, it, it's, it's, it, it becomes like, and a majority of the subjects, I, I can't stress this enough. This, this is, this is an interesting, uh, like intersection of the two, uh, different like gender dynamics in the community. Uh, when it comes to men who like female berries, there is a very interesting trend of where there is a more, predominant like issue of them ask of, of like those men asking uh to see morphs of people they like without those people's permission than with the men who like male berries or i think women who like or male berries because there's not that entitlement you know it's it's a product of straight male cis heteronormative patriarchy and now i've ruined the entire comment section by saying those words if you set if you set on fire for that, I don't care. I'm a sociologist. I can read the I can I can pull out a paper and show the shit that that's a thing. But like, it is it is a it is a trend and it pervades a lot of communities. Like if you go outside of it, uh, out of this community, and you go into another community, that kind of gatekeeping, that kind of like shitty sort of entitled behavior pervades a lot of spaces and it harms the spaces when you look for nothing but like your own pleasure and satiation at the expense of others like safety you're a shitty person don't do that <laughs> i remember when i was in middle school i i made like clay sculptures of of like like that, that are about a half an inch to an inch tall of just like my crushes in the most simplistic formats as blueberries and then like i didn't do anything with them i didn't show anybody them I, in fact, was very ashamed of them, and I don't think I have them in it. They're probably squished in some pile of clay in the fucking storage space. 
because that's what that's what happens to you clay you can definitely like crush on a person and think you know what they make a good blueberry you cannot just suddenly say they make a good blueberry i should show everyone that's fucked in the head yeah like and it just not everybody is into this sort of stuff I know it's weird to think about that as somebody, like, even as somebody who has been, like, insulated in this community for a while, especially because of the pandemic, it's easy for me to forget sometimes that there are people who just don't get it, who are not into it, and may even be repulsed by it. And you know what? That's that's their, that's their prerogative. Not gonna judge them. Oh, Plenty yeah. of things that I find repulsive and that other people like that I'm not gonna judge them for. But, I won't judge like, you for liking feet, whoever you are who likes feet, but I don't like feet. Do not make me try to like feet. Basically, just be respectful of people's boundaries and, like, try to just view the world from a perspective other than your own. Empathize. That's what I'm saying. Empathize. Just fucking be an empathetic person. Don't, Empathy, it's, bitch. It's so easy. All you have to do is think, now, if I was in this person's shoes, would I blank? If any, if the answer is anything but a resounding yes, don't fucking do it. Like if if and like this isn't just kink shame or to make y'all feel bad about your kink. Be proud in your kink. Pride in your kink does not mean being a weirdo. <laughs> you don't see leather babies going amongst the regular crowds of gay people and LGBTQ things. No, they're sectioned off in an area that is regulated and has to be because kink spaces are extremely like hard to navigate for people that are unfamiliar with them. And if you don't know what you're getting into, if you don't know where you're going, you're screwed. You're 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 scared. You're like it just goes back to just understand the limits and the boundaries that are set by people. Uh one of the biggest things like that 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 also includes is if you are underage or if you are like, you know, a teenager exploring your kink, don't interact with adults. Do not. Do not. Wholesale platonic. Do not roleplay with adults. Do not solicit sexual interest with adults. Just don't do that. Most importantly, if you want to morph of your crush and you are underage, don't. Like, d like because like i like this this comes at an interesting intersection of like of reflection and and progress progression forward but because like a lot of us there's a lot of behaviors that have been normalized in this community uh that that sh that should not have been but due to the context that we didn't really have a sort of cohesive like grasp of the world and we were sort of like shamefully uh like yanking it in our bedrooms at like 4 30 in the morning because we didn't want to embarrass like our family with the concept of having this kink uh these boundaries sort of were you know laxed in favor of just catering to our interests you know and that that sucks um because like it, it's it's normalized to see certain like demographics of both cartoon and just general people in a manner of inflation like the amount of times i've seen characters that should not have been in blueberry scenarios at all um peyton list when she was on the show jesse that aggravated me like are we are we talking about like live action characters or animated characters or like both both because L loud house for example that is a minefield because <laughs> that is a 
That is a show. Isn't that like 12 kids? I, I think so. I haven't watched Nickelodeon in like 10 years. I haven't. I haven't, but it basically, it's a kid's show. There's kids' main characters, and the amount of fetish art I've seen of the kids never ceases to aggravate me. Like, people are like, but it's just a cartoon. And like, as a sociologist, when you create a normalized climate of certain, like, appeals and certain behaviors, that can lead to different outcomes. I am not saying that the people who make that art are definitely pedophiles. What I am saying is that it contributes to normalizing pedophilic behaviors and can contribute to a worse climate and should be actively actively like looked at as not a good thing to do because i've been a victim of grooming that was in part due to the normalization of that climate i'm not talking from like a position of moral authority i'm talking as a person who was victimized by that issue you know yeah and it's just a lot to deal with because like i can understand the general concept of looking at a cutesy thing and thinking, man, wouldn't it be fucked up if cutesy thing did this? But <laughs> to bring it back to high school and middle school, you know the acronym THINK? Where it you go, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? No. Gonna, gonna side note here. Uh, our, our kink is not true. It definitely isn't helpful. It's not inspiring. It's not necessary. But it is kind of kind. If uh, So we're just... Uh, our, our acronym is K. <laughs> K. <laughs> is it kind? It, it's K, bro. <laughs> is it kind? If you, d- does, the, does what you're asking for normalize an, a culture? Or normalize a, like a set of like you know standards that makes people like generally look at the look at the community and think uh or i don't know how to explain this see this is why i would make a terrible like politician because i would sound like a fucking nut all the time because like when when you normalize that culture when you normalize that behavior you lead to some very like problemed conclusions like there is a potential for people to be harmed there is a potential for people to go through some stuff i'm an example of that and it's not great but like I'm not saying you can't enjoy things. By all means, if you're in this kink and you got some like fun stuff in mind, enjoy it. Just please don't sexualize kids. Because I've been listening to a podcast called the Lolita Podcast. It's a oh, fascinating yeah, I've been podcast to that, too. that covers the aspect of how the cultural digestion of the book completely fucked how it was taken away. And honestly a lot of the stuff that the lady who does it talks about, you can see in this community and how people sort of like normalize certain things and sort of like, it's, it's a very interesting study in a completely separate sphere of fandom that isn't necessarily kink, but is definitely tied deeply to something like aesthetics of the same degree, you know? Exactly. So yeah, that is, I feel like that's that's a good place to sort of conclude it for today How do, what do you think i i think i think we made i think you made your point i think we made our points yeah like Just be respectful of people be helpful. be helpful consent is always mandatory and if you're a pedo yeet yourself <laughs> yeet, yeet, yeet yourself, yourself out of this cliff. community or off a cliff it, this definitely is a conversation that can be had and if people are willing to like have a longer discussion you can engage us at our, our Twitter. Ha! I shoehorned that in. 
Who boys? We're, we're supposed to do that at the end, though. Yeah, we we uh, we are. We uh, we we will. I'm just I'm just sort of just being a fucking weirdo. But yeah, no. If you want to continue this discussion, feel free to in the comments below and like engage with it because like this kind of stuff can be talked about deeply and, and interacted with deeply in several ways. This is not just like a one and done conversation. This will continue to change and continue to like shift and you know in understanding and, and angles and comprehension you know so now that my initial comments have driven all the chuds away i'm pretty sure we can expect a civil discussion on this subject in the comments i hope um but you never know some people stay because they stay um i'm gonna say this right now just to sort of get it out of the way this podcast it doesn't welcome turfs uh it doesn't welcome swerfs not while i'm here and generally speaking if you're just an asshole, get away from my podcast and Sass's <laughs> podcast. Get the fuck out of here if you're an asshole. It's not your podcast, Agro. It's our podcast. Anyway, we should move on to the interview segment. Oh, yes. I just... I don't know why, but I have a terrible meme image in my head that we should definitely put. <laughs> we should definitely put when I sing that. Um, but yeah, up next is our interview. Uh, this was a fun interview recorded. I still can't believe it was this, this short of a time ago. Oh, a week ago. A week ago. It feels like a month. But anyways, uh, do you want do you want us to reveal who we're interviewing, or do you want to just let them find out? It's not a it's not a surprising or big reveal. We talked no, with um, Faye DK, yeah, uh, a model and uh, a freelance model who's done stuff with TaylorMade Clips, and she is fun. We need to get her back on to just tell that one story that we can't talk about because we we it, it's her story and I want her to tell it. It's funny, yeah, because she tells it funnily. But uh, other than that, enjoy. All right, here's the interview portion of our podcast. Uh, with us today is uh, the lovely Faye DK. Um, uh, Hello. How are you, Faye? I'm great. How are you? I am cold. It is very cold here. Oh, is I, it? It's freezing. <laughs> like we like, and it's it's to that point between the atmosphere, like in the atmosphere, where it's not cold enough for the rain, like to turn to snow. But it freezes the rain when it hits the ground. <laughs> oh. So there's just ice. Oh, God, that sucks. It's so shiny. <laughs> like, the grass is all brown and, like, icy. And, like, I'm a delivery boy, so it's just like, oh, this is great. So, but no, um, yeah, with us today's Faye. Um, so, uh, first question is, uh, what exactly do you like, uh, what do you do for, like, like modeling? Like, what? What is it that you like to say that you do, essentially? How would you explain? Well, I kind of do a little bit of everything. I consider myself a Jill of all trades. <laughs> I produce all my own content. I direct all of that. Um, I really enjoy doing that. I help coach other models. And then for myself, I run multiple clip stores. And I also do cosplay and um just anything that i feel like some days you know i go and get some eyeball tattoos and i'm putting eye temporary tattoos all over my <laughs> it just depends <laughs> i think one of my favorite things you've ever done is like 
and I'll try and post a picture of this on the screen, is the leftovers thing with the little plate and stuff. Just that that was your mascot for a while. <laughs> yes, I'm actually doing a series of ooze. So um, oh, hell yeah. I, have, I have a bunch of different concepts with green slime. Um, I've done a couple of them already, but yeah, there's more coming. Oh my god, you would get you would get along very well with uh, with my friend Cherry. Like she is all about that slime. Oh yes, slime is so fun. I like slime and eyeballs and yeah, just keep it weird. Yeah, <laughs> keep it weird is is I feel like the motto of not just the community but just good a good outlook on life. You have this aesthetic of like nickel of like late '90s Nickelodeon like slime but like awesomeness. Exactly. And, and you're just really funny. So, um, all right. Uh, so how did you get into this uh, foray? Spe- like at first, like with modeling and then sort of how did you start filming with Taylor essentially? Oh, okay. Well, um, I was a pageant kid, so I'm very familiar with modeling. I did have a full portfolio when I was like, in oh, wow. yeah, <laughs> um, a little, a little weird, but you know, And then I grew up and when I turned 18, I said, you know, I miss modeling. I really enjoyed that. But what if I could do it on my own terms? And at the time, I was really inspired by a lot of these models that were coming out and doing their own thing. And, you know, they weren't the cookie cutter models that I had been seeing for years in magazines and things. They were, you know, alternative and doing, you know, weird stuff. And I was like, that's what I want to do. The week that I had, after I turned 18, I had contacted a latex designer and I did my first shoot. And from there, I started to do more and more fetish work because I just loved it. I had so much fun with it just from the first shoot on. I, I loved every bit of what I was doing. Before I knew it, I was working for studios. And then the next thing I knew, I had my own equipment and I was doing my own thing. And I've been doing that for um, almost a decade now. I've been working on just my own production of things and I'm not working with studios as often I kind of get to be more choosy in the beginning of my career it was kind of like I just took a lot of things on to see you know what I would like and yeah so yeah I I take it I take it being self-employed has been uh kind of an advantage for you especially recently absolutely absolutely it's made a big difference. And then this year, especially with all the craziness going on, um, I was very fortunate that my business actually just stayed stable the whole year. I didn't expect that, but it's, it's been a blessing, you know? I mean, when people are stuck inside, you know, I mean, you're obviously going to buy some, you know, good fetish material to pass the time. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, yeah. You, uh, it seems like you really enjoy the content you make. Like, like, I need to pull up your, like, uh, Instagram to actually, like, get a reference and stuff. But you actually have a lot of, like, you put a lot of time and effort into the stuff you do. And your latest, like, Christmas thing is really cute. And I like the outfit, especially. I already told you Aww. that. Thank you. You know what? Bunny came up with that right on the spot. And she showed up with everything, even the tree. I was like, That's... girl, what are we doing? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> All right. Like, it's a whole Christmas tree and elf costumes. I love you. <laughs> Especially the vibing video, we're just like just sitting there, just yes, just just chilling. I yes, oh my gosh, I was having so much fun, and I was so happy to see her. Um, oh funny, yeah, I actually saw her yesterday, and we were just finalizing her last clip before we open her store, 
And I was like, how am I going to surprise her? So I bought her a bunch of balloons to pop. She was so excited. I, that girl was jumping up and down. Like, I was like, oh, yes. Hell yeah. So nice. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky to have a little squad right now to kind of through all this. Because I'm trying to open up a new studio right now. Oh, so really? I, I am. I know. This is top secret. Nobody knows about this. But We're going to keep it on the secret. <laughs> I know this is exclusive breaking news. Yeah. Um, I'm working on a new studio and I'm going to be producing more than I will be in the stores. So Ooh. I'll still have my store. I'll still be there, but you'll see more new faces and things like that. So I'm excited. Yeah. It's fun. That's it. I get to make my friends do weird stuff. I love it. Oh yeah. So um, what gravitated you specifically towards uh inflation content like is that something you're into or was that just something you uh you know in in the process of wanting to do more fetish content that was something like oh you just wanted to try out i had actually not heard too much about it um until i worked with taylor i used to hang out in a vor forum for for a while <laughs> oh my I, god I love a vorum <laughs> yeah a vorum a vorum, oh vorum. <laughs> yes so I used to do that. Um, I I don't remember there being a lot of inflation, to be fair. That was all Taylor. But I went in for our first shoot, and I loved it so much. I was ready to be on the team. I was like, when do you need me? I'll be here. Like, can I come by early? Can I help you organize stuff? <laughs> I just absolutely fell in love with all of it. And then, and then she let you leave with your butt incredibly inflated. <laughs> yes, of course. It's really hard to get back into the cab at that point. <laughs> you seem to really enjoy doing those clips, and you have a lot of like uh, passion, and a lot of people take notice in that too. I do. Which, I do. Like, I'm so into it. I make my costumes and my stages, and I put together my scripts, and I just get so into it. I love it so much. It's like, it's it's like the best game of dress up ever, and it's been going on for like years. <laughs> yeah. This is fun, and and what's really interesting is that since like since like the the dawn of the internet, stuff that's been niche and sort of hard to find has taken off. Like people found, oh, we can actually talk to others that do this. So now not only is there like a demand for like the general the general vanilla stuff and the general stuff that you actually see, but then like there are increasingly different niche markets that you can just tap into and just sort of like interact with and just you know have fun with and play with it. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything that like you kind of have a hard time doing? Not necessarily that you don't like, but you just have a hard time like doing, or do you just sort of like get into the zone and do it? Oh, um, I'm not sure what you mean. Yeah, does it come naturally to you, or there's there's like a way to you get like get into character? <laughs> um, I will play some music usually to kind of you know get my get myself into a flow, and then um, I just go for it and. As far as things that I kind of steer away from, I mean, there are themes that I don't like. Like, I, I won't do any family scenes or anything like that. Yeah, right? that's fair. There's already a surplus enough of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Why bother? <laughs> yeah, so I don't really do that thing. Um, I, and I'm trying to think if there's really anything else. Um, I'm sure there's something, but nothing really comes to mind right now. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, you, you seem to have a very, lar like, a very versatile... Uh, like talent you seem to be able to do quote anything and and enjoy it so like 
I like I can't imagine. But I also like would want I also would wonder like what exactly would you struggle with if anything? Well, obviously I don't want to um you know, nothing non-consensual, of course. Also a surplus of that. You know, sometimes uh, because of the giantess and things that I do, um, sometimes I get asked for, like, crushing things. Sometimes that goes to dark places. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've heard plenty of that stuff. Yeah, so I steer clear of that. But, you know, it, it honestly just, uh, I kind of just take things by a case-by-case basis and... If I don't like something, then thankfully I'm able to say no, and it's not like going to hurt my business or anything. I'm still. Yeah, okay. no, you're direct. You're direct, very direct, and that that's very good in this uh, in in this business, as I've heard from other models. Like it's hard to not be because <laughs> people can be pushy. Yeah, sometimes they get you know. Sometimes there's a very graphic description of something, and I'm like, um, <laughs> <laughs> how about <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I just tell him I'm a little shy. Uh, I'm sorry. Is there anything else? Well, yeah, I feel like that's that 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 is in generally. I feel a definite thing that people need to understand when they're interacting with uh, with with models like you is is you're a person. <laughs> you have limits. Like it's not I give money you 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 do anything. It's you know you're a person with with limits and boundaries and sometimes people do cross those things I'd, I'd imagine you know it doesn't happen as often as uh, maybe people will think but uh, here and there you know I guess sometimes it's just oh I don't do that I'm sorry so you seem to be well versed in a lot of different uh, different genres I guess so what would you say that your favorite uh, what's your favorite kind of clip to film oh. Well, uh, lately I've been having a lot of fun with Giantess, but it honestly just depends on my mood. I'm actually working on some more humiliation and some meaner stuff because I've been requested to do more mean content. Um, So, you know, it just depends, honestly. But um, the majority of what I do is Giantess, Vor. I do a lot of sneezing. And when I do get a chance, then I do inflation clips for Taylor. Yeah. I didn't know that sneezing was a thing. Yes. It's a big thing. Yeah. I have really bad allergies, so that actually kind of worked out in my favor. <laughs> I just wait for allergy season to come around and I'm good to go. Just just <laughs> inhale. Just When you're preparing, just inhale like a, a can of pepper and then, then you'll be ready. Yes. Actually, I just did one because um, I have a big hay stack right now in the studio and I dress up like a cow. I sat on it. I had hay fever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, that's the worst too. So oh, that was the whole theme of the video was I was like a little cow having hay fever and I was just sneezing away. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so you talked you talked like a minute about how sometimes you like you'll film with Taylor. What's that like? Uh generally like what what's a day what's a day with like like that for you, essentially? If you can disclose that. Yeah. So um, everything is already there and ready for me. I go in for hair and makeup. It's a full production. They um, have everything ready for me. Uh, They dress me. Everything. Oh, wow. Yes. There's a lot to it. Um, We have to pause in between scenes and, you know, do different makeup and do different things. So um, it's very involved, uh, which is really cool. but yeah, like the shoots take a, a while just because there's so much uh, magic oh, involved sure. and getting me really big and then shrinking me back down. <laughs> oh yeah, and then with the with the uh, blue makeup, like the trick of the of of the blueberry kink uh, 
in, in, I think is is the color change. And that's the hardest thing to pull off. Yeah, we kind of like, do it bit by bit. They make it so seamless, though, when they put everything together. It's a- oh yeah, like uh, I remember there was a recent clip where the, where the transition was. It was it was it was such a smooth thing that I didn't notice that it transitioned, and I was like, holy shit, yeah. <sighs> and I really like that yeah. kind of stuff. I'm an editing. I'm a video editing dude too, and I really like editing videos. And that's like the stuff that I'm like, hmm, this is nice. I must write this down. <laughs> Like what? What uh, of the of the? I think you filmed three blueberry clips. Like, or, if I'm not wrong, um, which of them was your favorite to film? Because uh, you all look, they all looked like you had fun. Yes, you know the really popular one was the uh, when I was the CEO, and that was actually a script that was sent in um, by oh, really? somebody who, yeah, by somebody who was an enthusiast that I was talking with for a while. He's super sweet guy. And he just came up with this idea. I pitched it over to Taylor and we just made it happen. And that one's amazing. We had the custom made bikini. That was something that was really cool. Yeah, we had to figure out all the logistics of that with, um, you know, with how big I was. So it was really cool. That one was probably my favorite. That one was really impressive to like just just watch when I actually was able to get it. And it, 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 it's very impressive, the, the technical skill that goes in, like into this. And I'm sure like it's a really good part of the day so having fun with it is like and i've seen the pictures that taylor now like posts on social media with with the different people filming um you know like behind the scenes and y'all y'all look like you're having like a lot of fun even like when you're you know pretty much stuck at in a t-shape yeah yeah we have so much fun and she is like the sweetest nicest person in the whole wide world so i'm like snacking on foods and like we're chatting and ah it's so much fun (laughs) oh yeah absolutely um, but, uh, I think I like, um, I think one of the, like one of the more interesting clips, cause like, like there's the, there's the CEO one, there's your like first one, your first, first one. And then there's the, uh, there's the like uh, teacher's assistant video and all three of those, like you, you really have fun with it. And then there's the video you did with Muffy and Muffy is like really fun. She just fell right into it. That was honestly her first clip. And that was like the first studio she ever worked for. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. So I'm so glad that she could show, like, I I got to show her all of that. And um, she got to be a part of something that's really positive. Because, I mean, you know, they're just, she just, Taylor's so great. She just does so many good things. So it's, it's always really fun working for her. I'm glad that Muffy got that experience. I'm sure. And, and I like, and, and it's a really creative video. And, and, like all the stuff that y'all do with that is really creative. Um, and I like, and I know that the community enjoys watching it because there's always buzz whenever a clip comes out. Um, the, the, there's always the, there's always like different ways people like, uh, like different clips to people enjoy. And I know that, uh, that, uh, people really want to like show their appreciation to Taylor, even if they like struggle to. Um, and I want and I want to encourage people to do it more because, uh, the only way that we can like get, you know, more and more content and better content of any variety uh, is to, you know, actually pay the people that we, we get it, the way that we get it from, you know? Pay your sex workers. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, n- like none of this shit will continue to happen. Like, none, none of the good stuff and none of the, like, be, like being able to engage with models and, like, and, and, and create these awesome clips and create these, like, these, these fun... And, like, create these fun times and have these fun interactions. Well, well, well they won't... Happen if you don't pay for pay for your clips. So bottom line, pay for your pay pay for your porn. 
and especially you know like what with taylor does it's very expensive to have makeup in you know to have makeup there to have wardrobe there and all of that so when you're paying for a clip i mean you're paying for uh wigs for models you're paying for props you're paying for how the upkeep of the latex yeah it all just goes back into um being able to make better and better clips oh yeah because uh, latex, uh, it, like, is is a bit of a temperamental thing, or and just rubber, and y'all, y'all, like, you're in the desert, so it's it needs a bit of upkeep there because it needs to stay not too moist, but you know, moist enough to where it doesn't turn to flakes. Exactly, exactly. And that's a big, like, you know, and I'm like, and that's a big part of the, this production stuff, and and with the new props and all the different new models and all all the stuff that you do with Taylor on top of like all the stuff that she does on her own. It's really like interesting to watch how this is developing at, like right now. And uh, I do like hope to see you in, in future content with her as well as be as behind the camera, like producing uh, stuff. Like you, you got that creative mind to do so. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm really looking forward to all of that. And I'm looking forward to being back in Taylor's studio. I know I've had a lot of people ask where I've been, but I just, I, I've been so hesitant to really go anywhere or do anything with COVID. I just feel like, I don't know. It's just terrifying because that, that's one of the biggest inhibitions to a lot of collaborations because I, I, I've talked to a couple other models who do like collaborative stuff and want to do collaborative stuff with the people in their locale and they just can't because COVID. It's like, <laughs> there's no, there's no way of sugarcoating it. We like, it's, it's COVID. There's a plague. We can't. Like, we we all want more of this stuff, but until, like, shit dies down, the world stopped. <laughs> and we can't, like, interact with each other as much as we'd like. But I know that, like, once this, like, tides over and we can, like, actually, you know, consider it, you know, amended but moved past, then, then it will get to that point where we can, like, have more, like, more of you in clips and more of other people in clips. And it... And, Honestly, I look forward to that. That's the thing we need to look for on the horizon. So yeah, uh, Congress, give us $2,000 or else you won't get your blueberry smut. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we're doing it. (laughs) Just fucking threatening them. You won't get your porn if you don't give us (laughs) $2,000. Oh God, I don't want to think about those old men doing that. Ugh. Oh god! <laughs> fucking Mitch McConnell being into being into ah, no, 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 no! We're done here. We're done with that. Have you seen <sighs> that people have been requesting money from Mitch? They're going on to like, uh, is it Cash App or something like that? They're requesting money from uh, him. Venmo, I think. <laughs> yeah, everybody's that, requesting two thousand dollars. I saw that five minutes before we started this. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled open Twitter. And it was just like I'm getting my money, and like yes. whether I'm getting my money, no matter what it takes. <laughs> it's just a Venmo with his picture, and then sub the sub thing is please. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my fucking god, it's amazing. Since we're on the subject of like uh, current events and politics and the fucking apocalypse. Um, actually, <laughs> I do have a, um, I do have another question. Uh, so you kind of answered the first part of it, uh, when you brought up how you're, you know, self-employed, you have your own sort of business and whatnot, but there are other concerns going on specifically surrounding, um, you know, certain bills that have been, uh, being pushed by legislators and the, the recent, uh, MasterCard and Visa and some other credit card companies seem to 
Uh, they've been cutting revenue for sex workers because of pressure from like certain religious groups. Yeah, for like specific huge traffic sites. Yeah. So does that does that con- how does that concern you, and how do you think that might affect you in any way? Ooh, good question. So, um, I was not into Pornhub just because I had had so much pirated content on there and like it was kind of obnoxious and it was obnoxious to have to continuously send out DMCA notices to pull things. So I never had an account with them or anything like that. So when that whole, uh, you know, Pornhub apocalypse happened, um, I didn't really get affected by that, which... I did watch all of my friends, however, get affected by it, and they're still freaking out, trying to figure out, you know, like, er, what's happening? Is everything going to change? Or are they going to work a deal out or what? So for me, nothing's changed, really. But I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure something will eventually. But I've just learned to just continue to adapt to new situations and I don't know. That's really the best that I can do for now. I think one of the big things I've noticed in the discussion about it is that was entirely preventable. Um, the 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 thing that led to all of that developing, all, all of that event developing where the, the, the cards just pulled out and stuff, was partially due to the fact that Pornhub had sort of, like, I, w- I don't know how to, like, phrase this because English is a shit language. <laughs> And I, and I I say this as the son of an English teacher, but like it, it it all was preventable, but Pornhub was not taking the adequate steps necessary to prevent piracy, to prevent the stuff that was what what many of those companies seem to be their the issue, and in that 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 was what really got to a lot of people was these were issues that were pointed out by like 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 huge stars in 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 the porno industry and just general activists in the porno industry. And, and people are just like, and the sex work industry in general, people, and porn finally takes the steps after their bottom line is threatened, you know? And that's, that's the thing that got to a lot of people. It wasn't the, the, the general uh, harm it could have been doing to people. It wasn't the general, like, way that sex workers used it and, and how they, they wanted to, you know, like, use it. It was just, that was preventable. And that's what aggravated me when I found out, like, this shit was happening, and, and, and on top of the fact that that didn't fix anything. <laughs> yeah, well, content creators have been asking for some of these basic things for years now. Yeah. Um, and and they just were like, uh, we'll think about it. And that was why I just never, I was never affiliated with them or did anything well, with yeah. them. Um, I was, you know, I was on MFC. <laughs> 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 Which I've now retired from to be a full a full-time content producer so <laughs> even that's changed for me i'm sure and and like like i think one of the like one of the the huge takeaway beyond that is pornhub had an expert marketing team in that regard which is just the shittiest thing about it because it was like like a lot of a lot of the bigger publications are like they're finally taking steps and it's a big step in the right direction and and it's not it's it's been asked for for years. I can find articles from like at least 3 years ago from people talking about it. So it, it's it's a big deal. And the fact that it, it took that, it took an actual like legislative action uh and it took actual like bottom line being threatened to be like, "Oh, maybe we should actively be better at this." <laughs> really it, it really is a big kind of like discussion opener essentially about 
adult content. Yeah, it really is. And our industry is changing all the time. And right now, this is probably one of our biggest changes because it's just turned the whole industry inside out. Nobody really knows what to expect or what's going to happen, if it's going to affect, you know, like what parts of the businesses, um, you know, so it's it's a very it's a very strange time. And I kind of hope that it like even though it's a strange time, it's a tumultuous time too, like for every like for everybody, but for uh, sex workers especially because even though like everyone's home and everyone's like somewhat got money, they've also like they're being like frugal about it and sort of being like normally dependent like tippers or normally dependent clipper buyers uh, have suddenly started pulling away a bit because they're trying to you know ration. Um, it, 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 this is just a final blow that should have been like really not done already to a community that needs to have like to be listened to more you know our voices get swept under the rug quite often like i like i think one of the most interesting things when it comes to advocacy and when it comes to like critiquing the the status quo is you see a lot of like the like people using sex as as a tool to like to market or to 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 brand themselves and then like when it comes to down to the the sex workers that do that as well they're like you know disparaged and it, it it's an interesting like dichotomy we praise people for being sexual but we also like shun the people who do it for work on on a daily basis sometimes and that that aggravates me as well yeah the moment you monetize um what it, the moment that you monetize it then it becomes very controversial Oh, oh, and if and it also depends on if like you have a huge platform too, like it, like you know with with your with like and, and, a, and a marketing team that can spin it to be something great or like a you know a team of people who can be like this will be awesome and it just kind of sucks. But like, I feel really bad for anybody that's famous right now just because I watch how much people will dig to find negatives in people. Oh Jesus, yeah, yeah, I really hate that. I would not want to be famous right now honestly i think what we're seeing with this event in and of itself also is just a change in every industry uh as a whole if not a general like this this will be like something that has to like force certain things to change how we consume adult content and 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 stuff like that how how we generally interact with with uh with the people that handle our food <laughs> and, and just basic services alongside that like the general people we look at the bottom rung of society we're going to like this is going to force this this might have to force people to change how they behave around certain things and if that means that like sex workers are going to get their improved treatment i'm all for it if it doesn't mean that it just means that we get more shitty bills like sissy of whatever it's called sisa cecil yeah don't you bring night veil into this I, I did not mean to tarnish his name. No, I, I apologize. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. But no, whatever the fucking bill is, if it means that we get more bills like that, then fuck it. I, I, get these people, not just get them out of office. Fuck it, scare them. Tear, tear down the entire system. Cause... It's all self-businesses, though. I mean, it's such a trickle down it to is. content creators. I mean, people on YouTube right now that are watching their their businesses change and now they're having to adapt to it. So, I mean, it's really all over the board right now for anybody that's trying to be self-employed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I, I just want to see the world become better, and I'm terrified that we're going to get that last vestige of terribleness right before it gets better. 
I think it will get better. I have that weird optimistic kind of slant that a lot of people tend to sort of like miss sometimes. And but at the same time, like I think the fight will continue until there is no reason to fight. And I and I think that even though this this current bill and these current legislative actions and these current like you know legal behaviors and business practices that are harming sex workers uh, are happening, I feel like in the long term hopefully it will get better because there is that sex positivity and there are people who are starting to look at sex workers less as you know sex workers and just general sex adjacent work uh outside of just sex work as as generally valid work that needs to be appreciated and explored you know and right now we do have some people that um are really trying to fight for our rights right now that are in office so um you know, it's just kind of a wait and see situation, and you just have to kind of hope for the best and yeah, <laughs> and hang on for the ride. Oh, geez, the ride that is life is the worst roller coaster. <laughs> I, I, I'm done with this ride. Like, can I at least go see my friends before I have to get back on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like it, there, there's a roller coaster near where I live, like called the Mamba, and it is, uh, it is a huge roller coaster that you can see from the road. First time I rode it, that's exactly what life is like. <laughs> I had no idea what I was expecting. It was going very fast. I was very high up, and I was terrified. Because roller coasters are fun, though. This is eventually they get fun, but like <laughs> that first time, I'm like oh, oh, oh no. But like, yeah, this I'll is like the... the less safe version of a roller coaster. So like, you do have to hang on. Like your seatbelt is <sighs> broken. <laughs> Your, your seatbelt is made out of what is essentially uh, goop. <laughs> just sticking there. Just like, oh, well, this is not going to hold me in place. Laffy Taffy. They're made of Laffy Taffy. Yeah. They just hand you some silly putty and put you on the roller coaster. There you go. Godspeed. <laughs> the roller coaster for like a minute and a half just isn't on a rail. And, and meanwhile, Jeff Bezos just gets a regular seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> no, he gets a cushioned seat with air conditioning. fuck that guy but no we're we're getting to a weird tangent oh my god this is fun oh my god i honestly think things will get better but like i also love the philosophy that before we they get better like a mighty katana sword they are forged in fire (laughs) and we are bent and then we just we're, we're fine well, it'll be that this is fine drawing, but everything will be put out and we'll just be covered in scars, <laughs> like burns. <laughs> that was very, I'm 14 and this is a deep of you. <laughs> God damn it. Look, I don't, I, I try. <laughs> I was, uh, but, I was uh, trying to think of the quote and it was like, uh, uh, rocks under pressure turn into diamonds. I think that was the saying. Something was like it, that. it was coal or something? yeah <laughs> that's uh, probably better uh but no it's uh, like and and i think the interesting thing is what we're seeing also is the rise of niche content and the exploration of sexuality which which sort of like is really fascinating to me because like hey i'm a sociologist this drives me fucking like up the wall in terms of it's like happiness i like studying this shit and watching the trends of niche interests suddenly become forefront and in and in it not either in not like in the mainstream, but like actually starting to get prominence, and people actually trying to explore 
what they feel is sexual and what they feel like they like is really encouraging in that regard of like respecting and like like and starting to understand people's people in the world with with regards to sex work and sexuality and and sex liberation we might see in our lifetimes or at the like a, a second sexual revolution that leads to some more interesting developments you know well, and you've seen some of the fetish industry um, kind of bleed into mainstream with stuff like celebrities wearing latex in their music videos, or um, uh, I'm trying to think of another one. <laughs> That's a big one. That was an easy one to come up with, but um, anything that Katy Perry of, does. Yeah, you see a lot of <laughs> I was fetish. Literally themes. about to fucking say something along those lines. She did like that commercial with like like for CoverGirl. There's one that was like just balloons. And they're in like an inflation, and one was micro macro. Oh, like, I shit you not. Yeah, so I mean, you're kind of seeing it become more normalized in some aspects, which is interesting. Um, you know, I definitely didn't expect to see pop celebrities wearing latex ten years ago or fifteen years ago. I bet you didn't expect Lady Gaga to retweet a breast expansion morph of her. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing! I remember she really... that. She did, and then, like, finding, like, different artists that I, like, that we, that are in this community that we know just get retweeted by some of the hugest platform people is one of the funniest things ever. It's become a meme at some, like, for some people. But yeah, she, she, she retweeted a breast expansion picture. If it, is it still up? I, I don't know. It? It, it, it was a while ago. It was actually from May of this year. You dumb bitch. It was a while ago. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna go scroll down that. I'm gonna have to go creep then. I haven't creeped on her in a while. (laughs) But like, and and just seeing these general like seeing what things change right before our eyes, not just because of you know generational shifts, but also of the 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 internet and how like people interact being affected by that is just phenomenal. It's terrifying, but it's phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. Like, and and we're gonna have to start really thinking about because because a lot of the laws that are written now about the digital age and digital things and a lot of the ways that we interact and and how those are codified are so arcane and kind of black and white and kind of like not informed with the internet. And it's, I mean, I, I mean, the people who are making our laws right now lived at a time where six hundred dollars like was actually a legitimate amount of money. The best computer was an I- a portable computer was an IBM block. I think that was like rent on my very first apartment. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <sighs> when I was like nineteen. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God! See and like like oh God and and we we do need to change. And I see things changing. I I know things will change. We just got to not only be hopeful, but actually push for it and like actually do it, which is, which is something that I like, like, I like seeing as well. Like, like Faye, you're very outspoken about like the stuff you do and being honest about what you do. And that's very key. A lot of people, like a lot of the big issue was there were stigmas around it. And I think that that, that entire concept of the stigma is starting to melt and have to be in like actually meeting a counter that is substantial enough to like change the, you know, how people interpret things, you know? Sure. And I mean, you're running your own business, so um, you've got a lot of different personality types and things like that. And um, I think that that like, you know, giving your money to a sex worker and then they go spend it on something that's not, you know, 
work related or whatever i think that whole mindset is really kind of going away because you have more people that are taking it seriously and really want to they really want to do this as a job like a job so yeah um it's you know you've got different types for for you know across the spectrum and uh yeah so i think that um I think people are just becoming more comfortable and more understanding of what the work is and how people are running themselves as a business. It's very fascinating. And, and I like there's, there's, there's this term in economics that's not thrown around, but it's the velocity of money, $50 given to a poor person, uh, or given to a person like on the bottom rung of like the, the, the system of capitalism, uh, will go further because it, like, it'll gain quote more philosophy and or velocity and value than if you just give it to a big thing and it just hoards it all like like it's it's if you give it to a poor person they spend it on groceries rent and so on and that goes and gets spent on this this and that before it finally stops and it creates value so like and that's what you're doing with when you buy from like smaller time sex workers especially from like cam girls especially from like fetish models and like Hell, one one person studios all the way up to like small studios, like small to medium level sex work, and even some of the bigger sex work is something that's really important to actually purchase from and and, and buy into. Just actually, like we, contributing to that and and changing that that perception comes from like people doing that more and the prevalence of it too. And I, oh god, but no, like I I do see things changing. The stigma is starting to melt away and actually having like being countered, and that's really good. Any more questions, uh, Sassy? I mean, I guess I could just sort of ask, like, anybody who's who wants to get into what you do for a living, uh, running a self-employed modeling business, uh, what advice would you give to people who want to, you know, do what you do? Oh, sure. Well, um, I would say it's very hard to do this as a hobby and still have success with it. Um, a lot of people try. And about 90% of the people that try to start this business, they end up quitting because it's a lot of work. So if you're somebody that likes to work really hard, can work long hours some days, um, and really wants to make a living at it, I do believe that you can do it with enough hard work and um, enough know-how on how to market yourself. So um, I would say do a lot of homework, do a lot of research, talk to people that are successful in the industry, and get advice from people that are doing the things that you want to do. You know, don't just go ask like one of your whatever sex worker friends, like ask somebody that that is your friend that is doing what you would like to be doing. I feel like that's also really good advice when, when you're like actually engaging with the, like beyond just that, just with work in general too. That's, that's just good advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, if you want to do something like a network, networking is always important but also be like figure out your niche and figure out what you enjoy and when you enjoy what you're doing uh work becomes a passion not just and it's not just labor for the sake of labor but labor for the sake of like fulfill fulfillment you know i feel like that's the end goal of all things so i mean at the same time you don't want to over uh overdo it you don't want to you don't want to overwork yourself to the point where it does become labor yeah but but um this is a very good conversation, and I enjoyed this, especially with the technical difficulties. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you for being here. This was really fun. Um, do you want to plug any of your pluggables or like? Uh... Yeah, I have my link tree. I will give you that. Um, 
And otherwise, you know, check me out on Patreon or OnlyFay.com. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be there. I'm doing all kinds of crazy stuff all the time. And um, I'm actually very easy to talk to. You can always message me from one of those platforms. Can attest. Can attest to that. Faye is, Faye is like sweet as hell. I will check in on you. I am that person. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, dog updates. You like two those are important <laughs> gut puppers yes i have three rescues they're my whole life i love them so much i actually have my chihuahua sleeping on the bed right now while i've been oh, doing this that reminds me i need to go i need to go play with my dog he's he's a little attention butt. like even if he's been hung out with the entire day petted he will like you'll walk away for 10 seconds he'll he'll be like what what the hell dude thought we were friends <laughs> I know uh, but... my Sheba's probably bored to tears by this point. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, this was very fun. Uh, hope to see more content from you in the future and hope you uh, have a lovely, it is like afternoon there, right? Yeah, it's two o'clock. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for being on. This was very fun. Um, and uh, I, I, this is the, the, I guess this is the end of the interview. <laughs> God, I'm bad at conclusions of things. The end. The end. And that's all, folks. That's all. And welcome back from the interview. That was fun. Faye's always fun. I like Faye. Faye's fun. Faye is bae. Yeah. Alrighty. And so we have, not going to lie, we have re-recorded this part three times because we had a tech issue. Once, but the tech issue that we had the second time prevented us from recording at all. It was just like, hey, what if I just didn't? And I was just like, no. Computer, why? <laughs> all right. Uh, shall we swing into the news? We got some weird news. Hey, here's some more news. <laughs> uh, Lil Nas X. Like, that, that's news. Um, he, uh, dude was like, I'm going to celebrate <laughs> like a million fucking views on a bunch of my videos with literal inflation porn. It's not really like porn, but it, it is definitely inflation. He posted a picture of Princess Peach with a massive ass. <laughs> God, she's big donkus. Sexy donkus. big chungus, big donkus. I did, on my 2021 bingo card so far, I have not predicted any of the shit that's happened. Um... Uh, key in that uh, regard. Uh, first off, we learned that Army Hammer is into Hardvor. Uh, <laughs> by Hardvor, uh, he means cannibalism. <laughs> by huge cannibalism. He's definitely got a problem. <laughs> and uh, Lil Nas X has, at some point, had inflation art on his phone, which is confusing to me because I, I, I wish him the best. I No judgment here. If he is listening, can I get some I'm very poor, man. <laughs> We're both very poor. Can I, can I have an autograph? Can I get a shout-out? <laughs> give, give us give us some attention. Give us some, uh, some... Give us a spotlight. <laughs> give us a spotlight. Literally give, just... Give us, give us a cameo on, like, some future remix of Old Town Road. That'd be fucking hilarious. The 39,000th remix. Just... <laughs> Oh, that'd be funny as hell. Also, Old Town Road still fucking slaps. That is an uh, is a timeless classic. 
Oh, absolutely. But yeah, that's that's the biggest news. Um, in clip updates, uh, I know that Isabel Har, like I think I talked about her previously, but she posted a lot of Barry clips in in a suit, and they're really good. She and she has really good makeup, and it's it's really prime material. So I think y'all should look at that. And then Taylor made clips posted a clip called Three Stages. It's not too bad. It looks it's actually very it's actually very nice. Um, but other than that, we don't got a lot in the, on the way in news. It's uh, been kind of a slow year because, you know... Because of all the other news. <laughs> oh, and then uh, Shuby Juby, uh, creator on Twitter, uh, who has made some inflation clips, may make Blueberry. Um, I know I know that might happen. Otherwise, that's the news. That's... That, that, the, 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 that's Yeah, no, I already did that joke. I'm not doing that again. So, uh, since it's, it, we're recording this in January, um, it's freezing cold, but, um, uh, you said it, it happens in February, right? It, it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year, Agro. It is. It's, it's, it's the time where, I mean, obviously we're not really getting together this year because of the pandemic, but... There will be a virtual size con happening on the 27th of February uh, of this year. And I think, since this is probably going to be the last episode we air before that happens, I figured I would do a little retrospective on the time I went last year. Yes, we're going to have a travel log from 2020, which should be a much rarer thing than it actually is. <laughs> oh god you're right oh <laughs> but yes i cannot because that was before the pandemic really actually even took off because i was that back then i was still planning my japan trip it was the highlight of my year which is not saying much but it's still <laughs> it was still a good time i mean i'd imagine so before the stuff before everything decided to you know just fucking collapse thank you uh, I was gonna say thanks, Obama, but, but that not only doesn't make any sense; it's just not a funny joke anymore. Well, I mean, you could kind of argue that his policies helped pave the way for the fascist government that we currently have, but that's getting off topic. Let's let's oh, talk about God. some some fun times. So it was yeah, it was February fifteenth that I went. It was a Saturday, wow, I, day after Valentine's. It was the day after I saw the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh my fucking god! Oh my fucking god, that came out at that... Oh my fucking god. The exact same time, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I, the last two movies I saw in theaters were Sonic and Birds of Prey back to back. Oh yeah, same. Oh my fucking god. That was a year ago. Yeah. It both feels like 20 and a month ago. <laughs> so, anyway, I went on the 15th, although I'm really sort of regretting not going on the 14th because... I saw that there was a blueberry inflation panel there. What? No, really? There was, yeah. And I thought it was on... I must have misread it and thought it was on the Saturday, but it was on the Friday. So oh, I Jesus. missed that completely. And I, well, that I feel, sucks. <laughs> I feel so fucking dumb for it. Uh, that's fair, though. Like, it happens. I've been to conventions where I thought, yeah, this is a great gauge of time. I'm going to get to this panel. I wasn't. I wasn't going to get to it. Yeah. So the uh, so the convention was held at the um, 
hang on, what was it again? The Radisson Picastaway Hotel in New Jersey. I took the New Jersey Transit out of Penn Station and got to uh, New Brunswick and hailed an Uber from there, and that's how I... That's how I was able to get there. I got there at around one uh, and went to the uh, the first event that I wanted to check out, which was actually a game show, uh, sort of like a it was it was basically um, Jeopardy, but at the end of every round they would tally up the points and then convert those points into the amount of liters of saline that they would <laughs> pour into these like inflatable bras and each of the contestants would be determined uh on how big their boobs were by the end of the uh the game show (laughs) that looks that sounds like a fun show that sounds like a story i I, i'm sure it was a fun show conceptually it was marred by a lot of technical difficulties well yeah i mean it happens but it still sounds fun it was i mean it was okay i i just want to get to the fact that when it was working and when they actually remembered to fill up the bras, the reactions of everybody watching the breasts inflate and fill up, like, it was, like, dead silent. Everybody was just mesmerized Mesmer- by it. <laughs> it was... It was incredible. It was it was the moment I realized, holy shit, I am among my people here. And <laughs> the experience just, just went up from there. Uh, no, it, uh... <laughs> That sounds fucking dope as shit. It was it was incredible. Amazing. It was it was worth a lot of the hassle of watching everybody fumble through the technical snafus of that. And I, I don't I don't blame them because this was the first time they were trying to do something like this, and so obviously issues were going to arise. And hopefully, when we can finally actually get back together, maybe they'll be able to uh, have something like this again. But maybe you know have it go a bit more smoothly. Yeah, and, and, you know, struggle definitely forges better, like, stuff. I'm sure, like, over time, like, uh, since we've had this sort of issue happening, like, the, 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 the pandemic, it's allotted for a little more planning out of things, a little better networking and stuff, because uh, struggle forges some of the best of us, you know? Diamonds are made under pressure. Did it Wasn't there, I'm trying to remember you talking about this, because we've talked about this before, like, personally. Is there, like, a cafe thing? Uh, so there was, um, I think it was kind of like a show and then food afterwards. You had the stage with, with like a bunch of like foam, uh, buildings and then these women would come in and then like sort of knock down all the buildings. Oh, so it was like like a burlesque show cafe. Yeah, it was like, it was like a burlesque show, but like giantess themed. That's fucking amazing. It was, it was a lot of fun. So I went to a couple panels while I was there. Um, a few of them include, there was a sort of a relationships panel. A bunch of different couples sort of got around and talked about like how how the kink has impacted their relationship, how, like their relationship with it, and um, like sort of coming out to their partners about it. Just some, some general talk. Some, some nice, helpful, wholesome, lovey-dovey content. Yeah, some nice, wholesome, lovey-dovey content and some good advice about like how to, you know, engage in this kink healthily with your partner yeah because because the approach is like important that that's that's the thing like i feel like they would have delved into like just trying to be you know comfortable with yourself and not to like force it basically i assume that's yeah that was sort of the general gist of it so i got to meet a bunch of different artists who i was familiar with i i was hoping to meet demora but uh she unfortunately pulled out at the last minute which was unfortunate but i got to meet 
bust artist, uh, Max Grove, uh, who showed up at like one of the last inflation panels I went to for the night. And also Lashani, who I hit off with pretty well. And she hosted a trans-specific social gathering. Again, much like the relationship panel, just sort of discussing like how different trans people got involved in the community and what the kink means to them. What I've noticed, uh, interestingly enough, interacting with the community is that there is a uh, lar- there is a large percentage of people who would uh, either identify as trans or who have who are adjacent to this who interact with it that are that are uh, trans adjacent. You know, yeah. And I think that speaks kind of volumes to something. And I wonder, I wonder if there's sort of a correlation with it. One of the people who attended the um, social gathering was this one trans woman who was sort of helping to organize the event. And she gave a very interesting explanation that one of the reasons she gravitated towards breast expansion was sort of this idea that, oh, I've been, I've been denied having boobs my entire life. That at this point, now I want all the boobs. Now I want all the boobs. I I've been <laughs> starved of this for so long that I need all of it now. <laughs> it's very it's a very Veruca esque thing, but it's nice. And I think maybe maybe there's sort of a correlation between like that kind of fixation on some semblance of dysphoria or envy or whatever you want to call it, uh, and fixating on. Changing the body. Changing the body in some way. Yeah, that seems to be a trend with people who experienced uh, transgender uh, feelings and, and, and who experienced dysphoria is that uh, they, they, they experience it like that. Like they, they have like interests that draw and align towards it. I don't know how to exp- express this in any like non-brain dead way because I'm <laughs> fucking dumb as shit, but like... <laughs> No, like I do see that trend. Like, I, like even in like circles that like are are trans adjacent or like uh, are or, or are often conflated with trans spaces, like drag spaces and stuff. Uh, there is a large and, and burlesque spaces which express sexuality. There is a large like there is a Venn diagram of like seven different things that correlate to trans transformation and and trans thing, which kind of is interesting to me. And it's like an interesting trend that I think needs to be examined, but I don't know how one would go about examining that. I'm not a professional sociologist yet, (laughs) so I don't know how to do that. And I think sort of a way of helping people sort of figure out their gender identity, like a good way of doing that is to be more sex positive and like more embracing of like various different kinks. Creative with your sexuality. Because a lot of, speaking from experience, a lot of my feelings on my gender were in some ways kind of wrapped up in a lot of my kink fixations as well. So in a way, I kind of felt ashamed of it in a similar way to how I felt ashamed of the sexual interests that I was developing at a very young age. I feel like having an environment where you can put all that out in the open and express yourself in such a way that you can feel comfortable exploring these things more. Again, it's a good thing to help people feel more secure with themselves. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Because, like, I have a general, like, theory about, like, like socialization and stuff uh, in terms of, like, how people interact and interface with the world that sort of, like, centers around the concept that sexuality and gender and all that stuff has layers and they're all not only connected but like essentially part of the same system in the human body and mind 
and like social sphere because they're all very deeply intertwined and to separate them is kind of hard to do so like i i fully believe that like that's that that is helpful in expressing one's like sexuality and gender and stuff like that to sort of like really tangibly grasp what one feels in a way that isn't too blatant but isn't too distant it's deeply intimate and personal exactly i i know you're not the only story that's like that i've talked to people who have similar stories so like it definitely is somehow a thing we it just needs to be put to words and explored you know even i myself am struggling to sort of put it into words properly yeah because because i feel like there is a, a lot of a, of a discussion that can be put around it like this is an interesting tangent to go on like tied to it but like it, it, there is definitely a lot of commentary and things that can be said about the community and about things in that regard you know but all right and then the uh, next panel so i don't really have too much to say about some of the other panels i went to i went to a micro panel where they talked about like tiny women shrinking women stuff like that which is an interesting um which is another interest i've had for like a while but i don't think i've really I don't think it's really gotten the attention that it deserves. I don't think I've explored it to the extent that I've explored, like, you know, breast expansion, blueberry, yeah, no, inflation, I, stuff I like that. that. There's something I find appealing about, like, having someone just be able to fit in your pocket. Especially if they're hot girls. <laughs> That's the reason why we made Lego. You just, <laughs> you just you got a tiny person. I know. <laughs> it's just fun. Like, it's that image of Marge with a potato. I, th- I just think they're neat. <laughs> but yeah, it's like... It, it's one of those it's one of those kinks that I feel equally comfortable in both the dominant role and the submissive role because I'm also into giant s stuff. So it's like having a woman grow in front of me or having a woman shrink me is like it functionally leads to the same result. I'm being essentially dominated by a, a really large woman or at least to me what is to me a really large woman. Yeah, no. Uh like and also the concept of just being that small in in a in a world like in your room for example when you when you were to, if you were like two inches tall in like your normal room for example you've just created a new world <laughs> yeah it like it feels like you're going on an adventure going from like one end of the room to the other like like ma- micro macro has a very interesting exploratory lens because like you can definitely go several places with it you can do several things with it i just followed a guy on deviantart who does uh giantess kaiju themed stuff but also bimbo themed stuff like that that's like what they're called and it's interesting do they do kaiju themed bimbo stuff as well yes <laughs> there there's a, they have a series like called destroy all bimbos themed after giant monsters and stuff oh my god and they just have tons of like interesting like they have just tons of interesting morphs that like are just original monster women based off of uh different like ideas and they have different flavor texts and stuff and i actually just commissioned them to to make one uh for myself and i like it they really have like a creative like lens to, to work off of so like micro macro is definitely something that like can be explored in a trillion ways well, and it's interesting because it also works very well in conjunction with other kinks. Because another one of my fantasies that I have yet to really make into a solid uh, piece, like a solid morph. I like the idea of shrinking blueberries as well. Like just having oh, having somebody inflate into a blueberry and then like shrink to the, the size of a stress ball is just like super cute. It is. It absolutely is. Like it. it like like there's the weeb lord. Uh, 
you know, visual story. There's literally an entire subset of those stories where you do get shrunken down by the television set. And it, it's just fascinating, you know? Yeah, like, it's... And, it, and it's definitely something that, that's really fun. Or like, uh, was it B-Ray? No, it was the replacement. It was the replacement's, like, final series story in the factory with the barrier that's the size of what is essentially a soccer ball. It's <laughs> <laughs> just really, yeah. like, it's just, like... Well, that like that's just fun. There was another comic, uh, by okay, 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 okay. I think that's enough okays. <laughs> it's four. It's like five. It's five, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, where where he did um in his Blue Planet comic series, he basically oh explored... god, Blue Planet's awesome. Yeah, I love that comic. He explored the blueberry concept to its fullest extent with like in the such, entire cast in such fascinatingly bizarre and interesting ways. I want to revisit the Blue Planet. I want to know more. I don't know how to say that they are the. It's so cool. It's such a cool concept. I don't know. There are words. There are words to express what I'm trying to say, but I can't say them. We don't have words. None of us have words. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, that happened. Um, and I I'm trying to. I'm trying to look at. I have. I have like notes here of all the things that I remember from it. Um, Oh yeah, so, like, back to the subject of, like, meeting different artists there. Like, it's, I think some of my uh, favorite moments had to be, like, in some of the downtime between panels where I was just sort of in the uh, the main lobby just sort of interacting with different people who shared my interests. And it's interesting how many people you end up meeting that you actually were following on DeviantArt the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I remember at one point I was waiting in line for a panel and I was having a conversation with this one guy. Uh, shout out to uh, shout out to Brother Wobbles here. Um, <laughs> Brother Wobbles! Yeah. So I, I met him while waiting in line for another panel and I didn't know it was him. Uh, and we just started talking about like all the different stuff we do, all of our different interests. And he even gave me his business card. And it wasn't until There's later a that I looked at the card. card? That fucking... <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't Set. even until later they looked at the card and said, "Oh wait, hang on! I already follow you. I know who you are." <laughs> that that seems like a that seems fucking amazing. It like, was. It I was think great. one of the cool things about I think one of the cool things about SizeCon and just stuff like this is that we all tend to look at each other as if we're like gods and like really big and powerful, and we're amazing. We're just people. <laughs> There were a couple times while I was there that I felt legitimately starstruck. Like, holy shit, I know all of you people. You're, like, legends in this community. It breaks down the barriers of just, like, oh, well, what if they don't like my idea? They probably will, and if they don't, they'll probably do it. Like, it, And I want to go simply, A, because I've never been to New York. I've never, like, technically been anywhere northeast beyond Boston. Well, this was, like in, it, uh, this was in New Jersey. Although I think the last couple were in New York. Oh, yeah, that's right. But, like, no, like, I would definitely like to go to just go, A, back to the Northeast because seafood is cheaper. Mm. Um, and B, because, because like, like, I want to go to this kind of stuff. I like anime conventions, don't get me wrong. And there's a lot of stuff that you can get from anime conventions. But I also say, I don't like seeing people with teeth that are in the shape of needles. <laughs> I don't I don't like the smells. <laughs> Believe me, my last anime convention... Uh, was enough for a couple years. <laughs> oh god. Oh, so it was such an intensity, you know. It, but like, I definitely would probably fit in in that in that realm, and I would like I encourage other people to go and share their stories. 
because like this can't continue if there's no interest and i think there is an interest for it we just got to sort of like really work with it if BronyCon can be a thing this can be a thing is BronyCon even still a thing no they stopped doing it uh okay, okay good did a thing on the last one but from like what i've heard like this event was originally like pretty small but now they've got like now they've got like people like from all over the world coming in like it's no it's not like gigantic or anything it's not like it's not like a comic con if you if you're if you're aspiring to make a fetish convention into a comic con you're eventually going to be subsumed by the like avn and stuff i haven't really been to too many other conventions so i'm not sure how i can compare this to others but like you know they had a strong attendance. There were a lot of enthusiastic people there, and it was just, it was just a good time. It was, it, it was a good place. It reminds me of NakaCon. I, it's, it's that was the last one I went to. Um, it took place in a convention center. It had a shopping area and tons of panels, but it was a lot smaller than I expected it to be. Like people were like, "Oh, it's so, it's so big." I'm like, "It's not big. This is just a lot of people. This is not big at all." <laughs> I'm going to get bored walking back and forth between these two buildings, but this is not big at all. <laughs> but no, like it seems like one of those smaller, it seems like a small to mid sized convention because it definitely branches and, and like broadly swoops in over a lot. Yeah. And, and I definitely encourage like the next time it's in person when there isn't a deadly virus, <laughs> that is a problem. I encourage like, were, were there cosplays? I'd assume there's at least some. Uh, there were, I think there were a couple. I remember there was this one guy or this one person who was dressed as their OC. They were this like long blonde haired reptilian creature with a long green tail. That was, that was interesting. What? That's amazing. I'm pretty sure I've seen them on Twitter somewhere, but I, I forget their name. Their name escapes me right I, now. I know that Candy the Wild Boar uh, or whatever their artist name is went as their fursona with their, like, custom fursuit and stuff, and that, like, to one of them, and that was really cool looking. Um, <laughs> and I'm often intimidated by furries. Not because, like, you know, they're scary, but mascots scare me. <laughs> yeah, like, the suits are cool, but, like, not being able to see a face past the 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 unwavering visage is a little bit weird. I love furries. It's just, like, at the same time, like, oh, God, I'm out of my comfort zone. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> But no, that that sounds dope as hell. And I think, I think, uh, like, were they to do more with that, like, Giant Test Cafe, they could expand it to sort of, like, like they could either have the Giant Test Cafe and then, like, a, an inflation cafe or sort of merge the two and just sort of have themed shows based around it. Because that's not, oh, yeah. I've seen burlesque shows that are themed around uh, blueberry inflation. They're nuts. They're absolutely insane. <laughs> there is one I saw where a lady had a giant, like, cage draped over with a uh, like a shirt and she removed it and she just was covered in balloons yeah that's interesting fuck it, it yeah so i th i think there's a lot they can ex they, they can definitely expand upon it they they have a lot planned like or they have a lot that they can go off of and pl to plan um but yeah that sounds fun as hell i want to hear more <laughs> i mean that's kind of i've i've pretty much said my piece about it um Oh, I also got I also got a uh, giantess photomorph commissioned while I was there. I think I remember you getting that. I remember hearing about you getting that. Yeah, I, um, I think I, I think I posted it in some uh, in one of the one of our friend groups. 
and it's it's interesting because like I definitely I would definitely go um, like negating travel costs. I'd probably be able to get one if I planned it out, but like I definitely would want to go. I definitely want to like and I don't know if I'd want to dress up. I'm not sure how I'd costume anything, but I would definitely want to go and just explore and just meet people. Because that's sort of, like, I think the big key thing about it. I don't know. Maybe outside of, like, stuffing a bunch of, like, extra padding in my bra. Like, <laughs> I, I can't really think of too many other, uh, too many other I mean, you could definitely get face paint. There should, there should be, like, a makeup booth that turns you blue. That'd be fun. That'd be fun <laughs> as hell. Uh... <laughs> it would be interesting to just sort of meet up all the people. And meet up all the people. What? Well, that's, that, that's a sentence, right? <laughs> that that's not grammatically correct. I did not say a correct sentence. <laughs> it meet up with all the people that like we follow and we interact with on DeviantArt and sort of build this sort of camaraderie about it. Like, cause I I, I would like I see hundreds of people. I see Alex like uh, Alexis Rain. I see like I see like Candy the Wild Boar. I see all these different creators that definitely have a passion for this as well as other things. And I'd love to see that sort of community built. Like, that's part exactly. of the purpose of this podcast. The other purpose of this podcast is I enjoy video editing. <laughs> Way too much. And don't they have a server? Uh, they do. You're, you're not on it? I, I'm, I'm going to be completely transparent with you. I'm in, like, 30 servers. <laughs> I need to prune. They, they've got prune. the... Uh, just scroll through and see if they've got, like, the... Uh, so they've got a green heart and then, like, a, like a white heart in the center of it. Uh, either it's a <laughs> either it's a white heart or it's like a hole. Yeah, it's, it's I, a white heart. Okay, I, I am in it. It looks yeah. fun. It looks fun, and it looks like there could be a lot to come from it. And and I look forward to going there again when when we can actually do that. I would definitely like. I would definitely go. We we if we do go at the same time, we should meet up and hang out because we, we we don't live in obviously the same time zone. <laughs> oh yeah, we could, we could do a live show. We could. Um, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't mind that. It probably, it, it would definitely come out later. I, that would probably take some planning. Yeah. That would definitely take some planning, but I wouldn't mind doing that. I also, I would like to mention that they're also accepting, uh, volunteers until the end of January. So if you want to get in contact with them on that, uh, that's, that's the thing you could do. Yeah. Cause aren't they doing like an online thing this year? They are, I don't know they are doing an online thing this year. So yeah, they will probably need help sort of like working with that you know yeah and the good news is you don't have to worry about travel costs you can just show up <laughs> just go to the server you... <laughs> wow it's a penny it's a... oh my broadband didn't go up too much that that's amazing <laughs> oh shit if broadband oh god broadband's cheaper than travel oh fuck <laughs> uh... i don't like thinking about money i can't spiral this fast i i would i would definitely enjoy seeing like a lot like this fleshed out more and ex- explored more because there's already so much and there can be so much and I, and I cannot wait to see what happens with it because honestly like this is fun and people seem to have fun with it like like I've seen stories post of it so yeah I, I think that we could do a lot with it I mean is that, is that it I mean that's kind of all I really had to say about it well that also was... there were there were giant foam tits there as well and I got to try them out and they were really heavy I wonder if that if those were Mastasia's tits. Maybe I like, don't know. There was. Do you know who you know who they are, right? 
or uh, what they were, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. They're, kind of vaguely. There, there is. If you, for those of you who don't know, there was a company that like did, like I would, I wouldn't call it body inflation, but giant body part stuff, specifically with tits. Yeah, and, specifically and giant, giant boobs, and then there was also a dick there too. Giant boobs. Yeah, there, there, there's Mastasia, and then it's offshoot Fudinaria, which also did stuff with it. But they had giant, they had giant tits, and I mean they're massive. And I wonder if those would be the same one. Like people really want to see Mastasia come back. If if they were not, I I don't think if they're defunct, then they probably weren't them. But they were definitely similar in terms of like design and, and just size. and size and just realism. I mean, there's also the possibility that it was their props, but they sold them off in sort of the defunctness, you know? Because I know that's what Bambi Blaze did, and that's how I think Taylor got the props for a couple of her clips. Um, I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. I may be mistaken. I may be completely unaware of certain things, um, but no, I think that's what probably would have happened. Um Honestly, getting that and then like sort of doing like seeing Farang Ding Dong or like probably do something wouldn't be too bad. But honestly, like that that sounds interesting just to go to because st- like honestly, just I wonder what kind of merchandise people would sell like T-shirts. I know I think Ridiculous Cake went to the went to SizeCon once, but maybe maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I know Candy the Wild Boar sold a few things, or maybe I'm thinking of something. I'm think I, I'm just trying to remember what I what I've no, seen over the years. But it looks fun. It looks interesting, and it looks like a a grand old time. But um, no, that that's it. Um, that, I think that's all we have for this episode. Um, I yeah, I think that's uh that's that's episode nine. You wanna you wanna plug your bubble? <laughs> I was going to do the behind the bastards thing, but then I managed to realize that I'm not Robert Evans and I'm not charismatic. And I just was about to say, plug your pluggables, but then I went, fly well, if you, if you really want to support us, you can, uh, buy stock from the kind folks at Raytheon who, uh, sponsor this, the show. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually got a sponsor and didn't tell me, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm uh, Sassy Viper on DeviantArt. I'm Sassy Viper on Twitter. Uh, I have a Venmo and a Cash App account that you can use to uh, pay me for commissions. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's uh, I think that's my stuff. Alrighty, uh, I'm Agro Wonks. Uh, I'm Agro on DeviantArt. A G G R O H. I have other accounts and other art sites, but I don't use them. Uh, I'm on, on Twitter. Uh, I, I I don't know if I have if like if I consider that a public Twitter. I don't think I do. Um, and then yeah, you can find me there. You can find me there. You can find me on Discord and various servers. Uh, same name. Uh, follow, but you can friend me there. Uh, aggro all lowercase and then hashtag nineteen eighty five, which. I'm glad I got that one. And then for the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter. At, I think is it Juicing Room Pod. Yeah, the Juicing Room Podcast. That is dope as shit. And then you can follow a, and you can follow us here. Um, and if you uh, like, comment below what you'd like to see in the next episode. And also participate in the straw poll uh, for the next clip review because that's gonna be fun. Yes. Um, but yeah, have a good good day, everybody. Uh, do your best. Bye.
This episode of the Juicing Room Podcast was hosted by Agro Walks and Sassy Viper with special guest Faye DK. Music was provided by Stevia Sphere under Creative Commons license.